Rewire your brain to break bad habits, overcome addictions, and conquer self-destructive behavior. Hey guys, how's it going? It's your girl Hannah, your favorite host for your favorite weekly podcast, Refreshingly Idiotic. Today's episode is dedicated to eating disorders, and we'll get more into it, but it'll be a two-parter episode. Roll intro music. Let's hop right into the question for today's episode. It is what your favorite season is. So you guys, I would love to hear your input. Remember to leave me a voice message on the Anchor website. Mine is probably gonna have to be fall. I might be a little biased because my birthday is in fall, which I have a tiny little bit of a heartbreaking story. My birthday is September 22nd, so it's on the first day of fall. And I'm in grade one. I walk into my class and I'm so excited. I'm like, everybody's birthday gets celebrated in class when you're that young. And I'll get to have my birthday celebration thing or whatever my teacher decides to do. And she walked and the whole class is there and she walks into the class and she's like, guys, today is a very special day. And I got so excited because I thought she was going to tell everybody it was my birthday. And she's like, it's the first day of fall. And I was like, oh. And luckily, my best friend was in my class at that time. That's the last year we were in the same class, actually. And she kind of just gave me this hug. And she's like, I'm sorry. And then I kind of sat in the back of the class the rest of the day. Because I was like, I don't know if she just forgot or what happened. But I never ended up getting my birthday card like everybody else did. I actually got it at the end of the year when the teacher realized she forgot my birthday. And also, well, see, that would probably be a reason I shouldn't like fall, but like my birthday's on fall. And also, I love the aesthetic. So that like fall jacket, those ones are really nice. I actually had one and my mom just made me throw it out because it's really old and I'm pretty sure it used to be hers. But it had like these really nice deep pockets. It was slightly velvety. I don't like winter jackets, but the fall jackets just have that look to them. Also, the long boots. The long boots, oh my god, I probably have like 10 pairs of long boots, like black, thigh-high, like knee-high, so many different types, black, maroon, and I think I have like a silverish color right now, but that one I might have given away. I don't remember currently, but anyways, that aesthetic, and like just going outside, seeing the leaves fall, I'm a huge fan of being like a kid at heart. So like I'll rake up all the leaves in a pile and jump into it if I have the opportunity to. And it's chilly enough that I can get away with just wearing a hoodie, but it's not like warm enough where I can't bear to wear a hoodie because as I mentioned earlier, I get really hot really fast. So um yeah, that's my reasoning. Don't forget to let me know yours. Okay, now that I've got that part of the episode done with, the one that I talk about myself for absolutely no reason at all, I think it's time to move on to learning about eating disorders. As I've mentioned before, this is going to be a two-parter episode because there's a huge ton of research and so many different types. I didn't want to fit it all into one episode, so it would be super long. So for this episode, the first episode of two, I'll be talking about main causes and symptoms, then leading on to the actual types. There's eight of them, so I'll roughly be doing four, maybe five if this episode isn't too long. And then 
I'll kind of end it there, and then the next week's episode will be the remainder types, some other causes and symptoms. Again, I'll be reiterating a couple of the ones from here, but not in the full detail that I will be explaining in this episode. And, um, yeah, I think that sums it up for at least now, and then if I have anything to add to the next episode, I will definitely add that in. Let's start simple with the definition first. So an eating disorder is classified as a condition that can cause an unhealthy eating habit, either under or over, and there's a bunch of other ways, and I'll talk about those later on in the episode. It literally affects everybody, but usually teens and women, not so much men in this mental illness, so about 13% of youth experience an eating disorder before the age of Looking in the direction of symptoms, definitely, like every other mental illness, they'll vary between the different types. And because there's eight of them, a lot of them do end up overlapping. So the main ones that really stood out to me were maybe you're overweight, underweight. Sometimes you have a normal weight and it's just in your head. And then sometimes you're feeling sick, depressed, or anxious. There's a couple of other things that it leads to, like social anxiety. Well, that one was kind of anxious, but lack of social interaction and lack of self-esteem. I'll get more into those later on, probably in the second episode. But you can kind of think about that and see how that fits in while I explain each different type of eating disorder. Now that we have more of the common stuff out of the way, let's get into the different types. These ones, minus the first one, are probably pretty familiar to you guys. I tried to pick the most familiar ones, and then the first one is kind of just interesting, so I thought I'd throw it in. So it's orthorexia, anorexia, bulimia, and restrictive food intake disorder. Now I'll go into depth of each of them. Going more in depth, I think the first one I want to talk about is orthorexia. This one, I think people are mostly surprised when they hear about this. I was definitely surprised when I heard about it the first time. It is when you're excessively only eating healthy food and you literally can't eat anything else. I have two things to say about this one before I actually get really into it. When I was going to camp this summer between 6 and 7, I believe, I I was in an okay place. Like I was kind of reeling back from that end of elementary school, beginning of middle school depression. And I, I learned from the camp counselor who was just kind of talking to me. We were playing around with pumpkin seeds and we were talking about pho- photosynthesis, I believe. And she tells me that anything if you eat it too much it'll be harmful for you and I was like no way and so I started listing all of these super healthy things and she's like yeah 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 because then you're getting deficient from all these other things that that one thing doesn't cover and so eventually I was like water water there's no way that you can have too much water right because water is good for you it it usually has all of the nutrition you need Unless there's a chemical in it or there's something, like, let's say poison in it. And she's like, nope, there's such a thing as water poisoning too. And I was like, there's no way. And my camp counselor actually got super worried after this. I tried giving myself water poisoning. No, I did not have the attention of killing myself. No way. Like, I was getting better from that depressive stage of my life. 
And I was just curious because I genuinely thought she was lying. And me being, what was I, like 12 at this point? Like 11 or 12, almost 12, I believe. I should have been smarter, but I wasn't. And for the whole week that I was with her, I was excessively drinking so much water that to the point where I was actually becoming dizzy, I was constantly tired. And I genuinely didn't want to eat any food because the water was filling me up. And just seeing that, like, I don't think I got water poisoning, thankfully. But, like, looking at that, like, just with the maybe two or three maximum gallons of water I was drinking every day just in camp, not let alone what I was drinking at home, which I could not even tell you how much. Like, even that was making me sick. And when you think about water, people are like, oh, you're dizzy? Drink water. Now, see, excessively drinking water made me dizzy. So there's always that factor. There was also another point in my life, I want to say in grade 8, when I had this friend who was super healthy. And I used to have, like, those, like, two-bite brownies for lunch. Or, like, not for lunch. Like, I definitely had food. But, like, as a snack. And so that would be the first thing I ate. And then he would just kind of look. And he'd be like, is that all you're eating? And I'd be like, no. And then he would kind of make a face because it was unhealthy. And so eventually I kind of stopped eating them because I kind of felt, like, ashamed. And then later on in that year, I... I completely stopped eating anything unhealthy. I I still to this day don't like cake. I'm like, every time I have a little bit too much sugar, even if I'm not even thinking about it, I'll kind of feel disgusting and I'll I'll feel like I want to throw up. I don't throw up after I eat, but like I feel like I'm going to or I'm just like my stomach is upset or things like that. So I think that that's kind of what they were trying to explain that like, there's a point where you can eat healthy too. You can't just eat healthy. You have to have a healthy balance. Sorry, I know I sidetracked. So let's get back into it. So people with orthorexia are people that want to eat excessively healthy food. So like they want to eat the most pure food. They're like totally in GM food with GMOs in it, which is pretty common nowadays because it's a way of keeping food fresh so they'll like refuse to eat those they'll refuse to eat anything with pesticides like sprayed on top of it not to go totally off track again but another thing another connection that i was kind of making was that a couple years ago i like I, i always used to love the mcdonald's fries so the walmart closest to my house used to have a mcdonald's in the back and if we went in the morning, I always got a Happy Meal. And if we went during the day, I always got fries. Like, I did not care if I came to Walmart eating lunch. I always had to have those fries. And to this day, I'm still a fries person. So if you ask me what to eat, I'm going to say fries. Just not McDonald's but fries. I'm not meaning to throw them under the bus. But I once saw this video where I found out that McDonald's fries had pesticides not the fries, the physical potatoes, they had pesticides sprayed on them to make sure that they were perfect because if the potatoes weren't perfect, they wouldn't use them for the fries in, that they sell at McDonald's. So it's probably been a good three or four years since I've had fries from McDonald's just because I don't want to put my body through that. 
So this would be another minor example of this eating disorder. Coming back to the eating disorder, I'm so sorry, I keep getting sidetracked with this one because if I had to connect to one, this is the one I'd connect the most. It can definitely lead to malnutrition because, um, let's say, I think it's pretty much common knowledge for anybody who likes eating healthy that avocados are full of fats. Now, someone who doesn't really know that much about healthy eating might be like, oh, avocados are full of fat and I want to gain muscle. And so, like, they'll stay away from them even if they're healthy. And, like, that, again, is a smaller example. Although, I love avocados. Avocado toast is literally the best breakfast I could ever ask for. So, yeah, you can literally get malnutrition from trying to eat healthy, which completely contradicts. So, you always want to make sure that you're being mindful and you're taking care of what you're eating and not being too extreme about it. Leaning back to the one of the points that I made for causes, it can lead to social anxiety or social isolation because if you're thinking about this person who does not want to eat anything that's even in the slightest unhealthy or not completely pure, then these then you're like you're not going to go out as much because you know a lot of places might have preservatives or things like that and so you'll be super conscious about it and you'll be like no i'll just eat at home it's okay and so when you don't eat with people there's some sort of a separation psychologically where they're like oh you won't eat with me okay so it kind of separates them and then that leads to more self-isolation and you might start to feel social anxiety because you don't want to eat in front of anybody to show how picky you are the second eating disorder I wanted to get into was one that's very commonly known, so I won't be spending too, too much time on it, but it's anorexia. So again, it's very well known, definitely seen or portrayed a lot in media for women, and it is true, a lot more women than men have anorexia when you're looking at a group of people with anorexia. So these people kind of feel like they're constantly overeating or they're restricting themselves. So a lot of heavy, heavy diets. So just like very, very directly, no carbs, no sugar, not too much salt or like minimal salt and stuff like that. So maybe they're on that specific keto diet or vegan diet, depends on whatever they they're on but like they're dangerously just eating very very small portions so it it leads back to that malnutrition that i keep coming back to it can be very damaging it can make you so much more weaker on the inside and the outside these people usually look very underweight as well so their shirts will be like way way too big for them even if they're wearing a small and I'm not saying that skinny people are anorexic. No way. I know so many skinny people that eat so much. But it just doesn't get put on because they have really high metabolism, for example. I'm just saying that that might be a warning sign to look out for if you do know somebody that might possibly have anorexia. So um, there are two different kind of types even in this section so there's restrictive eating where again it's those diets and then there's binge eating and then vomiting so both of these ones are very damaging they lead to that malnutrition 
and then they can also make you so much weaker like i just mentioned and so you'll physically see it. your bones might be more prone to breakage because maybe you're on this diet where you don't have dairy and so you're not getting enough calcium so that's an example your your nails and hair break very easily maybe your vision is starting to go down and especially this is very concerning if you're a woman if it goes on for long enough and it's more serious than you think it is it can lead to infertility so that means you can't have kids when you're older and then more generic you might have like bodily part failures so these ones are very extreme but i thought i should put them out there because they're definitely very true heart brain and organs you might look a little bit more dull pale because it's physically showing that you don't have enough vitamins or nutrition and supplements are not enough so you have to make sure that you're eating properly going to the next type of an eating disorder i want to talk about bulimia it is the second most known eating disorder around the planet so again like i mentioned for anorexia it's either anorexia or it's bulimia that's normally the only two people know about which is why i'm talking about six other ones again as i mentioned these are very well-known ones so people are eating excessively this one is very common in the u.s a more darker example of why somebody would have bulimia and obviously this doesn't have to be the reason maybe you went through a really traumatic childhood where there was not enough food on the table to feed everybody so you were used to eating very small portions and you were used to being very hungry right after and there just wasn't enough so maybe once you get older and you have access to more food you're eating as much as you can to make up for that childhood where you were eating not enough Obviously, again, this doesn't have to be the explanation. Some people just do it. Maybe it's because of your stress or anxiety, even if like those aren't diagnosed. But like in a time like this where COVID-19 is a thing, where we're staying inside all of the time, maybe that stress is eating you up and you don't know what else to do. So many people have gone to eating more food than they were before the pandemic began. People that have bulimia are usually normal weight or at least they're staying about the same weight. They usually have a fear of weight gain though and they have a lot of self-esteem or body shape issues and so therefore they're usually the ones that will overeat and then make themselves throw up after so they're not gaining that weight. So the media example I was talking about was Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girls. This one, she wasn't really that known to be to have this eating disorder, but it was really shown in the first season where she would eat a lot and then she would throw up. And then that kind of dialed down as the series went on, but it was a thing. So if you do want to learn a little bit more about it in a media perspective, you can always look at her because she was actually pretty accurate. The fourth and final type of eating disorder I wanted to cover in this episode was avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder. And so this one was actually known as an eating disorder specifically for children seven or younger. And then it kind of expanded so that it's 
also open for adults to be diagnosed with this disorder because it does happen so um with this one it's seen as like lack of eating so you're not eating as much but not because you're fear you're really in fear of weight gain or loss it's more about your five senses so it looks weird it tastes weird it smells weird for example like like things like that so maybe it like looks cold or the color is weird and so you kind of don't want to touch it and then if you do you're probably throwing up after because you just your body just rejects it so you're probably a very picky person but not saying that i'm not but i'm not saying that all picky eaters have this illness obviously it's very selective and the the people with this disorder are extremely picky picky and so this one it also again leads to that lack of socialization because like i mentioned earlier when you don't eat with somebody you don't get to know them as well it's just a psychological thing that i'll probably get into maybe next episode or a little bit later because psychology is definitely one of those things i want to touch on in this podcast which, by the way, if you think is a good idea, leave me a voice message and let me know. Because I am super interested in the psychological factors towards all of this. And so I'm slowly looking into them to see if I can gather enough research for a season. Sidetracking now. And so with this one, you're also looking at malnutrition because there might be things that are really good for you, but just look pretty weird. And so you don't want to eat them. Like, for example, as a kid... I was not a big fan of tomatoes, which obviously not eating tomatoes wouldn't cause me malnutrition. But thinking about tomatoes just made me feel really, really weird because on the outside, they were normally pretty firm. But then on the inside, they would be like pretty squishy and it would just, I can't really describe it, but they would be a little bit sweet and that just didn't sit right with me. On the other side now, I pretty much love tomatoes i'll kind of put them in anything i can cook but that's kind of a side note so yeah like extreme versions of that where you're looking at people who don't like eggs because they went cold or because the yellow part of a sunny side egg looks slimy still because it wasn't cooked to like the longest period it could have been and so usually a lot of a lot of these people won't eat in front of other people and there'll be extreme weight losses that's about it for today's episode i know this episode went on a little bit longer than they normally do i hope you guys enjoyed and learned something new we talked about orthorexia anorexia bulimia and restrictive food intake disorder and the next five are going to be in next week's episode a little bit lesser known so If you can, guess and leave me a voice message. Also, in that voice message, include what your favorite season is and your highlight and lowlight for the week. Bye, guys!